Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah! Almost weekend time. Friday show. I love Friday shows. We're going to have alcohol on today's show. Do you like that? We're going to have quarterbacks. We're going to have all kinds of fun. We're going to do an exercise right now about quarterbacks that is so difficult. And by exercise, I don't mean like throwing the ball or doing any kind of one of those Dak Prescott warm-ups. I'm talking about a mental exercise. It's very, very difficult. Plus, we got all kinds of other fun stuff to talk about. NCAA tournament, just briefly, we have to mention... uh, future NFL Hall of Famer who has something to do with the NCAA tournament. We're going to get into all that, and we're going to talk a little Rodgers adjacent. We're not going to hit it too hard because it's annoying at this point. We're going to talk a little Packers deal and where they're going moving forward. But most importantly, we have alcohol on today's show. Do you love it? I know I do. It's Friday. That's what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. I love sitting down and doing some ranking. I love sitting down and doing some ranking of the NFC quarterbacks right now. Come and join me in this brutal gauntlet of an exercise. Let's just say that Rodgers is gone. We're gonna count Rodgers out of the NFC. Let's just believe that Brady is gone. Those two dudes been setting up shop for almost two decades in the NFC, right up at the top. Now that they're gone, let's get into the top five NFC quarterbacks, all right? Who are the guys that that you roll with? Who are the guys that you like, you're impressed with? The the franchise is set up for years. I did this yesterday on the Good Morning Football program. It almost killed me. Remember in, uh, in Stranger Things when Eleven uses her powers and she gets the bloody noses? That was me trying to rank the NFC quarterbacks. Bloody nose, exhaustion, IV. And the worst part is, when I was finally done, I hated my list. Let's get into it right now. Brady, gone. Rodgers, gone. Here's the craziest thing about this. I'm going to break all the media rules about lists. All of them. I'm going from one to five. That's what I'm doing. And I'll tell you why. Because number one, I think it's pretty easy right now. I'll just put it out there right now. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles, coming off a season which I believe he still would have won the MVP if he did not get injured. A season in which I believe he should have won the Super Bowl MVP despite losing the game. Jalen Hurts right now is the best quarterback in the NFC. He looks great, but it is incredible that he has had one excellent season and he's already at the top of the heap. Throw Jalen Hurts in the AFC, I don't know where he lands, but I know where he lands in the NFC, and that's the only easy one. Number two, I'm telling you, this gets messy fast. My number two quarterback in the National Football Conference is Kirk Cousins. Yes, Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings. Many detractors. Many critics. Some of them may be right about some of the things. But at this point in the NFC quarterback ranking game, Kirk Cousins represents a franchise quarterback who puts up big numbers every single year. He put up big numbers before Justin Jefferson got there. He put up big numbers since he's got there. Kirk Cousins is very good by every available quarterback metric. Not saying he's the best in the league. Not saying he's close to the best in the league. I'm saying he's the second best in the NFC, and I stand by it. Number three, we're getting to the meat of the burger here. Jalen Hurts, one. Kirk Cousins, two. The third best quarterback in the NFC, holy crap, is Geno Smith. I'm going with it. Geno Smith, Seattle Seahawks. Led the NFL in completion percentage. Throws a beautiful, beautiful deep ball. 
just absolutely fantastic. It, he made the Pro Bowl. If you care about that, you probably don't. I don't really in this conversation. It's more of a study of guys that I like and are starting to trend positively versus there's not a lot of great competition. I have Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks extended as number three. This is where it starts to get rough because I got two spots left. I got the four and I got the five. And there's about five guys who are saying, I, I want in. I want in. Three of you guys aren't getting in. <laughs> no room at the inn. I told you I hate my list. Number four, my number four quarterback in the NFC is Matthew Stafford. Why do I hate myself for saying that? He got injured this last year. The year before that, he won the Super Bowl. Is it because the year he won the Super Bowl, he led the NFL in interceptions? <laughs> That's not great. Not great for my argument. Um, no, it's a lot because I don't love the other guys, and it's because he is a veteran. He still has a massive arm. He did win the Super Bowl. He did play well leading up to the Super Bowl in the playoffs. It's not a terribly compelling case. Can you make a better case for some people I'm leaving out? I don't think you can. So here's where we are now. Hertz, Cousins, Geno, Stafford. I got one spot left, my friends. One spot. And there are a bunch of guys. You know who I'm going with? I told you I hate my list. My number five, number five quarterback in the NFC is Dak Prescott. Dak has some incredible games. Dak has some incredible stretches. Dak has had a couple big injuries over the last few years, including last year in Dak did not a fight named Brock Purdy. But Dak is still very talented, very good, and a lot of the things I said about Kirk Cousins, I could say about Dak Prescott. Puts up numbers, wins a lot of games, not a lot of the big games, certainly not a lot of big playoff games, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Hurts, Cousins, Geno, Stafford, Dak. What that means is the omitted include, Daniel Jones did not make my list. Jared Goff did not make my list. He's on some people's list. Jared Goff played great down the stretch. I think they won eight of 10 games. He was rock solid, was not throwing any interceptions. He's been to the Super Bowl. He won the NFC title game. Jared Goff might have a gripe. I don't have Justin Fields on my list. If I was doing a list of who had the most potential, of course Justin Fields is on it. I think the Bears lost 10 in a row last year. I know he didn't have a lot of help. Let's not pretend he was out there with Pee Wee players. I can't put Justin Fields on. Um, nobody else. Derek Carr did not make my list. Derek Carr joining the NFC did not make my list for reasons I've talked about a lot in this in this in this show. I don't have any of the Niners guys. I got Geno. I got Stafford. I can't put Kyler. I, I can't put Kyler. He's injured, and even if he wasn't, I can't put him. Just hasn't won the big games. Top five talented, sure. That's it, guys. One more time. Hurts, Cousins, Geno, Stafford, Dak. My nose is bleeding like 11. I just beat the demagogue or whatever the hell that thing's called. We're in the shopping mall. We had a huge battle and I won, but I'm bleeding profusely. I don't even know if I won. Let's do some checks and balances here. Let's keep me honest. Let's look to the Kyle Brandt's basement staff. We have a variety of staffers here, as they say. They have a variety of, of allegiances to different teams and maybe biases. Super producer Michael Flynn, come in here. Tell me what you have done. I want to hear from the people. Lay out the principles involved and what the research was that you came up with. And I love the flat screen with the logo behind. Yeah, it, it's a paused YouTube still. So whenever I'm Great. off camera, I'm going to like 
hit pause and unpause so it doesn't turn a screensaver on. Uh, but but back to the topic at hand. Uh, <laughs> early, when we talked about this earlier, you said get a consensus of the staff and give me the staffs one through yeah. five. And I did that. But in talking to three of our staff members, the three who are NFC fans, I got completely different lists. And I thought seeing each of those individually would be way more entertaining. So we Let's have see. an Eagles fan, Miles, our segment producer. We have a Packers fan, Trevor, our director. And we have a Cowboys fan, Abiel, our editor. So I want to start with Miles. You said that Hertz is the consensus number one, and I think most people yep. agree with that. So I'm going to show you in Good Morning Football whiteboard style what Miles' top five looks like. He has Kurtz there, Hertz there at number one. He has Cousins at two, Geno three, Carr four, and Jared Goff five. What do you make of this one, Kyle? Well, he's got the same one, two as me, and I like it. People are afraid to put Kirk Cousins anywhere to say something good about him. He also has the same one, two, three as me. So um, the golf one, I don't mind at all. Um, the golf one, I don't mind at all. And Derek Carr, listen, if you were a Saints fan or a Saints owner and you just paid all that money, you're not even the top five in the crafty NFC, you better be pissed. I respect the list. I feel like it's the four and five are really what makes you in this list. Go to the next one because that one was very close to mine. One, two, and three, all the same. Let's go to the next one is Trevor. Our director is a Packers fan in Wisconsin. And he went with Don't even tell this. Me. You have oh, come Jordan, on. Jordan Love at number five, Matt Stafford at number four, Jalen Hurts at number three, That's Gino at two, and a Packers fan going with Cousins <laughs> at number one. What do you make of it, Kyle? Kirk Cousins stands unites. I love it. Kirk Cousins has a one next to his name. That's awesome. Gino at two is really rich. Hurts at three. I guess the argument would be you need to see more, which I respect, but he just had a prolific performance. Just ran for four touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Stafford, sure. Jordan Love is unconscionable. It's absurd. It's going to lead us to our next topic on the show. He's played like 10 seconds of football and nine seconds of it was pretty bad. But if that is the homer pick of all homer picks... If our next, what do we have? A Cowboys fan next, Albiel. Does he have Dak Prescott one? Or is it Cooper Rush? <sighs> no, come on. Get out of here. Hurts <laughs> two, two. Dak Prescott, the best quarterback in the NFC. Stafford three, Carr four, Cousins five. What are we doing here? Dak Prescott is... <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm speechless. I'm, t I'm speaking in tongues. My thoughts are Abiel really does not like the Eagles, so there was no way he was going to put Hurts above his own quarterback. I think Trevor uh, is hopeful for Jordan Love, but has beaten by, been beaten by Cousins plenty of times to put him at number one. Uh, Miles makes the most sense to me. If I had to go one through five, uh, Hurts is number one. I also put Cousins at number two. I put Goff at three. I put Dak at four, and I put uh, Gino at five. You guys know it's it's who you think is the best, not who you like the yeah. most. That was our mission here. It's ranking the top five court. You know what? I'm going to change mine. Like, I live in New York Giants country. I have Daniel Jones one, two, three, four, <laughs> and five. Now we got a list. In the meantime, I love that you have the YouTube pause on the TV and I can see a bunk bed over your right shoulder. What are those bed sheets? Are those dinosaurs? These, this is a whole hodgepodge. There's airplanes, there's skateboards, there's cars, there's sunglasses. And that's this your just bed, appears right? to be, of course, yeah. That's your, <laughs> he climbs up a little ladder. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah, top bunk the, rules. The Jordan Love thing had, it was number five in the NFC. That brings me to my next point. Thank you, Flynn, good job. You can unpause the YouTube. Let's get, finally, to what I hate. <laughs> chop, chop.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I hate some of what I think we might have in store for Packers fans. You know what I'm gonna do? I don't think I've ever done this in show history. I'm gonna sit down for a second. I'm gonna sit down in my little chair here. I'm gonna mess up all our framing and I don't really care. I wanna talk to Packers fans for a second. You sweet people. And I, I am not being sarcastic, I'm not being patronizing. You are sweet people. I'm gonna stereotype the hell out of the America's dairy land we know as Wisconsin. It is my favorite state in the United States. I'm not saying that as a joke. It's my favorite state. Um, my best friends went to Wisconsin-Madison. Both my mother and my sister went to Wisconsin-Oshkosh. My best college memories are visiting my friends in their colleges. I grew up spending my early summers in Door County. I, my later summers in high school around Geneva Lake, uh, that beautiful body of water. I love Wisconsin. It's my favorite state. Be very careful celebrating the departure of Aaron Rodgers and doubling down on celebrating prematurely the excellence of Jordan Love. You don't want to do that. I was listening to some radio calls this morning to ESPN Radio uh, in which different ladies and gentlemen were saying, thank God Aaron is leaving. We can now get the Ferrari out of the garage that is Jordan Love. You know why I say it's, it's, it's just breaks my heart? You find people in that incredible state don't know what it's like to not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You don't even know what it's like to have merely a Pro Bowl quarterback, a guy who's limited, but man, really good here and there and makes the Pro Bowl sometimes. You don't even know what that's like. You don't know what it's like to have a 7.5 or 8 out of 10 quarterback. You don't. And I'm not just talking about the young people. I'm not talking about the kids. There are adults among you with families of their own, parents who have never taken one breath of Wisconsin air that doesn't include the life of having a Pro Bowl and All-Pro and Hall of Fame quarterback. You've never lived a second. You don't know it. You don't remember the magic man, Don Mikowski. You don't remember before that. You were born during the Favre era, Favre Ascension, and you have just coasted for years. I know. I've spent about half my life in the Chicagoland area. It's rough, guys. Rough. In my life, I've never seen an excellent quarterback. A lot of fan bases haven't. You guys think that's the way it works that you have this amazing all-time quarterback and eventually it goes really ugly and there's a, a sloppy divorce and he leaves and then the next Hall of Famer just comes right up. 
You guys struck oil twice in a row for 30 years. You won two Powerball tickets. Don't you think the odds are considerably against you that you're gonna win a third? I remember I used to talk to my father, Bob Brandt, big fan of Kyle Brandt's basement. And during the Favre hell, and it was hell for a long time, in which Favre would just beat the bejesus out of the Chicago Bears. I would talk to my dad and be like, we just can't beat Favre. He just owns us. That number four just kills us every single time. The only way the Bears are ever going to win the game against the Packers is once Favre finally decides to retire. Imagine how terrible that take is. That backfired. Favre finally sort of decided to retire, at least leave Green Bay, and this psycho killer axe murderer came after him was better than him. It was the worst take ever. We were after another 16 years of nationally televised ass whoopings from the Packers. And it was an incredible run. Do you really, really think it's going to be that easy? I saw Aaron Rodgers was talking to Pat the other day and he said, Jordan has done an incredible job on the look squad. That's the endorsement. I looked over at my cohort, Jason McCourty, who played 13 years in league. He's like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> the look squad is you're in practice and some assistant coach holds up a grease board that approximates whatever the Lions are going to run in this that coming Sunday. And then Jordan Love kind of simulates it and soft tosses it to some running back and lets the starting Packers linebacker wrap him up. It's, it's the look squad is, is not going out on a Sunday and trying to beat a real NFL team. I'm rooting for Jordan Love. It'd be incredible. But that the the celebrating Rodgers on the way out I get it on a personal level if you're sick of it don't you think you might miss Aaron Rodgers on the football field a little bit what happens when you start 0-3 next year and Love is just floundering and Aaron Jones is getting swarmed and none of the receivers can get open and Watson's dropping things I'm not rooting for it I truly am not but I'm not expecting it to go great why would it what indication do we have that it's going to go that great if the Packers could barely win games last year with Rodgers, do you think Love's going to come in and start cooking? We'll see. I would just I would play the cards close for a little while and not necessarily throw Mardi Gras because Rodgers is leaving town or start planning Lombardi's Lombardi Gras because Jordan Love is taking over. That's it. I'm not rude against you. I like you people. I love where you live. I love your way of life. I just think that there's many of you who have no idea what reality is like for 90% of the teams out there. You are one percenters in the quarterback world. You are the Roy family from Succession. It's just all easy. The yacht's too small. The helicopter's taken. I got to take the backup helicopter. That's your quarterback life. It's about to get really, really, really real. I'm, I'm telling you, just chill a little bit and see if the kid can play at all before he starts throwing a party that Rodgers is leaving. That's all. Love you. Stand back up now. Let's get to what's hilarious. I don't talk about, uh, oh, well, this is my college program. This is where I went to college that much in sports media. Uh, it, it, it's, it's something that a lot of people do, and sometimes it just gets very eye-rolly and overbearing. And if you didn't go to that school, what do you care? Why are they constantly talking about it? Now, I say that despite every single Kyle Brandt's basement. Let's go to the Skycam. I walk over here and I talk about some sort of blah, 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 and I have an eight foot by five foot banner that I sit next to like it's a, a flag and it shows my alma mater. I needed something to put up on the wall. It looks pretty cool and I've had that thing for over 20 years. Princeton had a huge basketball victory yesterday against Arizona. 
and I'm not making it even about Princeton. It was a really cool upset, and Mitch Henderson, their coach, is the guy who did it last time against UCLA back in the 90s, and a lot of us remember that fondly, and it's very cool. Is there anything better than when your alma mater does something really special? And I don't mean if you went to Ohio State or Alabama, I'm sure it's great, but it's not that special. Don't tell me it is. Maybe the first one, like when Saban came over and they won it for the first time, or one of these programs did this. If you go to one of these smaller schools with a smaller athletic program or smaller student body, like when I was at Princeton, it was like 5,000 students or something like that. And they just beat the University of Arizona, which has had countless NBA players. It's got a much bigger student body. It's got a much bigger basketball program. That's why it's so satisfying. Upsets just hit differently. Where did you go to college? If you went to some a massive school, a tiny one like a liberal arts college or a small like um, Texas this and this eastern directional A&M something. If your team gets into the tournament, or your team does anything, there's an unbelievable pride in it that is the only thing that is greater really is just being a father, being a mother. It feels so good to see your cool little team out there. And though especially the way for Princeton at Arizona, it's like that's why the tournament's great because the recipe for an upset it's never like a it's never like the the 14 wins by 16 points over the 3. It's always that same slow motion feeling of that the underdog hangs around. And maybe they're down by 7 at the half and midway through the third, uh, you know, they're down by 5. They they never quite take the lead, but they're always just there and they get a few uh, scrappy fouls called against the other team and they make their free throws. And the next thing you realize there's three minutes left and holy crap, this team might win it. And then there's that moment where they take the lead and the place is going nuts and the, the giant uh, juggernaut calls a timeout. That all happened yesterday in the game. And of course, the Princeton goes up, by, the Princeton's up two. The guy gets up at the end, he's got two free throws to put him up four, makes both of them. It's just incredible. And then they just win and they beat Arizona and it's hysteria and everyone's so pissed because their brackets are ruined and all these stories about... Oh man, I had Arizona in the final four. Oh, I had Arizona in the title game. Well, I had Arizona winning the entire thing. Done. <laughs> Not even in the second round. The first round. That's why it's so great. And I was proud to have this tiny, tiny little connection to it at Princeton. You know who else had a tiny connection to it? Rob Gronkowski. And this is, this is great. Rob Gronkowski went to Arizona. Sure, he's fired up about all their athletic programs. And he goes to the game and stuff. Somebody caught Gronk walking out. And apparently he didn't know that Arizona lost to Princeton in the first round of the tournament and they captured this gold. Watch this. We just lost. Zona lost. Princeton. Alright. Dude, we just lost. So Gronk probably has. I mean, it's got to be in contention for best current life from a living human being, right? <laughs> What's better than Gronk? He looks great physically. I'm sure he's great financially. He has a very cool girlfriend and Camille. Everybody, he's basically, approval rating is like 100%. He's won a bunch of Super Bowls. He's in the on conversation of greatest tight end of all time. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame as soon as he wants to. Like, just a great life. He's just walking out at some event. His son's beating down on him. Well, oh, Gronk, Gronk, if he hears his name, imagine if you were out in public and people would call your name, and instead of being like, huh, you just started dancing, and he's like kind of doing this little dance, yeah, I'm living the Gronk life, and I'm awesome, and it's the weekend is coming, and I got some plans with my girlfriend, and I'm going to drive my cool car to my cool house and be on the beach, you my brothers and my dad, and drink some drinks, Arizona lost to Princeton, they lost, 
and he did something that I bet Rob Gronkowski almost never does. He did the full, like, what? Absolute human shock, raw emotion. For that one second, the future first ballot Hall of Fame, Rob Gronkowski, national treasure Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> became the kid in the marching band who's crying and doing the, the surrender Cobra on CBS because their team got upset in the first round. That's what the tournament does. It takes a, a Greek god and a national treasure like Gronkowski and turns him into an underclassman at some school that just got bounced. That was really a human reaction right there. He had no idea. He goes from partying to absolute misery in the drop of a hat. It was so great, you couldn't have staged it any better. Zona lost! Lost to Princeton. He stops, he's all six foot five, all giant. This big V5 fofo. What? Can we see that again? Cue it up again, I wanna see it again. I wanna go from the dancing to the incredulous, uh, almost Kevin McAllister-like hands on the face. Go ahead. We just lost. Zona lost. Princeton. All right, all right. Dude, we just lost. <laughs> yeah! That is awesome. That is so unbelievably good. He stops and turns, and he's here, and it's down, and it's the full 72 point. What? WWWWHAAAAAAT! Exclamation mark. Question mark. God, that's great. That is a. Have you ever seen someone go from being that happy to that shocked that fast and just walking through a parking lot? That's so good. That's hilarious. That's why we do this segment. Congratulations to the Princeton Tigers. I say that on behalf of all Princeton Tigers from Jeff Bezos to F. Scott Fitzgerald to Ellie Kemper to Dean Kane to Damani Leach to Ross Tucker to Brooke Shields. Did I say David Duchovny? All the Tigers, all the Tigers not named Ted Cruz. That's it. We will take that win. Rob Gronkowski, I love you too, buddy. I love you. I'm going to give you a hug. You took a big L there, my friend. Took a big L. Let's move on to something else that's not going to be an L at all. It's Friday. I like to have uh, cocktails on Friday. Beers, cocktails. I work very hard. My hours are difficult sometimes. I get up really in the morning, so it's Friday afternoon. Go time. We started a new thing. We're going to start a new thing this Friday. We're going to do, what are you drinking? What are you toasting? It's that simple. Kind of get that Friday type of vibe. My uh, happy hour comes a little earlier because my day starts earlier. So like right now it's the middle of the afternoon. I'm, I'm getting ready to go. I'm going to drink today. Um, what I tweeted out earlier was that my usual drink on a Friday, I have a Bombay Sapphire Martini, gin martini, which I like because it's kind of an exclusive club. Uh, my old uh, mentor really, Jim Rome, introduced me to that years ago. I never would drink gin, had bad experiences like a lot of us, but he's like, no, you got to try this. Started drinking gin martinis, the way it makes me feel, the the sort of version of intoxication is completely different than any other substance that I've drank it for years. I've even gotten so nuts with it that I've made it my own and I do a slice of fresh jalapeno and I put that in as a garnish in lieu of an olive or a twist. So that is my drink. Bombay Sapphire Martini straight up with a slice of jalapeno. I'm not going to drink that on the air because I'll start getting anesthetized fast and that's unprofessional. But I do have a beer here and I have a cool glass. This glass has Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor holding up a giant uh, hop for beer. And then we have Jack Nicholson as the Joker holding up a giant beer. So I have a lot of cool little glasses like this. Maybe every Friday I'll break one out. If you have like a cool, funny, pop culture, bunko glass collection, 
DM at KB Basement. Send it to us. I'll drink it. Uh, I didn't have a lot of beer in the house. I just grabbed, I believe this is a Leinenkugel. It worked. I think it was a, a summer shandy. Is that what it's called? We haven't, I think they're from last summer. <laughs> They've been in the back of the fridge for eight months, nine months. Let's see. Cheers to you. I'm going to drink to uh, Extra Daylight. Oh man, that extra daylight is great. The clock change, it's the best. It's energizing, it's a mood enhancer. It is, uh, you can get more stuff done. You feel less depressed, you feel less fat, you feel less lonely. Everything about it is excellent. Whoever is that in charge of the movement to eliminate that daylight savings crap that makes it dark earlier, give that person a raise. You know how you know it too? If you take your kids to the same activity every day or every week, uh, every Monday night I take my son to wrestling. He does wrestling. And we went for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it was always at 6.15. We'd show up to wrestling. It's pitch black outside, just absolutely miserable. This week, we went to wrestling, pulled up at 6.15, beaming sunlight. You're like, oh, you can timestamp it right to that same activity on that same day. I feel like I'm on a different planet right now. Cheers to extra sunlight. I'm going to take a nice sip out of this. Mm. That's very good. It's delicious beer. Thank you, uh, the good folks at Line and Kugels. Contact us for sponsorship opportunities. In the meantime, you guys had drinks and toasts as well. Let's judge them. What are you guys drinking to? What are you drinking? Bring them in here. Vanilla Gorilla. I know Vanilla Gorilla, that's a friend of mine. He says Jameson. Well, it is St. Patrick's Day, but he says Jameson always. He's drinking to his lost friends, father and family, and he says to laugh as we all laughed. Vanilla Gorilla, that's a very poetic thing that you just said right there. It's a little bit heavy, but I respect it. Some people like that when they toast. I will drink to that. Next, Mitch, my man Mitch says, Peroni in a cold glass toasting to Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets. Yeah, Peroni's good. It's an Italian beer. It's delicious. Maybe for native Italians, if you know some of them over there, they may think it's kind of basic, like we would think of Budweiser, but I like it. I like Peroni. I like Budweiser too. I like that you drink it in a cold glass. I take my martini in a cold glass. I leave it in the freezer Friday morning when I leave for work, and I, when I get back Friday afternoon, oh, baby. Toasting Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets. I'll toast to that too. If you're a Jets fan, you should be very excited about that. Next tweet. I'm enjoying this. I'm going to hammer all this beer. Shanny Shay. What are you drinking? What are you toasting? Drinking with my boys. We'll be home for happy hour in the kitchen with mom listening and dancing to some great tunes while raising our glasses to Aaron effing Rodgers. Let's go. Shanny, that's awesome. Your mom's there, she's listening. Is she dancing? Are you dancing? Who really cares? Your boys are there, and the New York Jets are gonna get, I think, the greatest quarterback to ever live, Aaron Rodgers. Let's go, I'll drink to that, Shani Shay. Ooh, this is fun. Ryan Smith, he says, drinking ice cold brewskis all night. He's toasting to his beautiful wife, to the Jets, and Aaron frickin' Rodgers. Ryan Smith, 1983, is that the year you were born? That means you're going to be 40 this year, my friend, if you're not already. So for your entire life, you've seen some crappy Jets quarterbacks. That may be over now. Ice cold. You drink ice cold brewskis all night. Ryan, you don't go to the hard stuff at all. You don't do any bourbon. You don't do any vodka. Maybe you can't do it all night. I know I can't. I'm not trying to. I want to be asleep by 9.15 tonight. Rich Corwin. What's Rich got? He's got Detroit in his logo. So, oh, yeah, you better believe it. He says he's drinking green beer. All right. And I'm drinking a toast to Good Morning Football. Thank you. And wishing they would have a lot more Detroit Lions on there. This team is going to be exciting this year. I love to have more Detroit Lions on there. The best interview of the group is uh, Jamal Williams. He just left. He's gone, so it won't be him. We've had Jared Goff recently. We've had Aiden Hutchinson recently. 
Um, I'd love to have more. We'll see who they take in the draft. We've had Dan Campbell on. We've had almost everybody. I do think they'll be exciting this year. My take on the Lions very quickly is at the end of last season, I think they were a top five team in the entire NFL. I'm not even kidding. The whole NFL. They had won eight of 10. They were unstoppable. Um, I think they could have won a playoff game or two. They just didn't get in the tournament. But Rich, I'll drink to you, buddy. Any more? I could do this all night. Uh, this comes from Laura. Laura D. She heard Tannehill's Laura the Fierce. She says she's drinking a Vega Blonde. That is an ale. And she's celebrating still being alive, man. Happy weekend, y'all. Then she's got a little quick picture with a, tick, with a cat. Celebrating still being alive. Laura, I don't know if maybe you've been some, through something that makes you feel fortunate to still be alive or you're just, just glad to be living, man. It's a good tweet. It's a good toast. Happy weekend to you. Enjoy that Vega Blonde Ale. What's the, uh, what's the alcohol level on that? I can't see it. Oh, we had to have one wise ass. Go back. Enjoy it, Laura. Last tweet, Corked Bats, a farcical sports comedy website uh, run by some very smart, very funny people. Corked Bats say they're drinking a Zima and toasting to the good old days. There is an advertisement for Zima and a picture of Jean-Claude Van Damme wearing a Hawaiian shirt on a motorcycle. <laughs> Do you guys even know what Zima is? I'm guessing, guessing most of you listening and watching do. It's the butt of a lot of jokes. It came out in the early 90s and it was like looked at as a cool drink for sexy people in nightclubs. It was like a malt beverage and it became a joke that if you thought someone was, um, how can I say this? I don't know, kind of a wimp that he would drink or she would drink Zimas. And I think they came and went very quickly. I think I had a Zima once when I was like 15. And since I was 15, I'm like, that oh, tastes pretty good. But that's it. Zima, Jean-Claude, that's the way to end the week. Guys, we asked, what are you drinking? What are you toasting? We got everything from Aaron Rodgers to Van Damme to Daylight to Just Living. And that is the week for the Ultimate Warrior, for the guys from Nelson, for the uh, Wet Bandits, Henry Hill, Steven Seagal, and myself in 1991. I want to say thank you. That's been a great week here. I'm not even going to throw a dart. I'm out of here. I'm just going gonna, gonna to sit here. I'm going to have my, my beer with my Lex Luthor, and I'm going to see you on Monday. Love you guys. Miss you guys. Click subscribe, share, all that stuff. In the meantime, exit that way, out through the garage. In fact, let's go to this guy cam. I'm just going to walk the hell out of here. Bye, guys. I'm going to go right over to the bar. I'm going to exit myself, but I'm not going to exit through the garage. I'm going to go over to the bar. I will see you Monday, Kyle Brandt's basement. Thank you.